conditions. Welcome to the E&S Wolves podcast with your host, Nathan Judah, and Wolves correspondent, Tim Spears. Episode 90, it is the ENS Wolves Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. I'm here with Captain Birdseye himself, Mr. Fish Fingers, private. Ah, <laughs> just got that. The post match video against Manchester City, Mr. Timothy Spears. Tim, how's it going? <laughs> Good. Good. I'm, I'm reeling. <laughs> I'm reeling. You know why? Because we've just been talking about it. But uh, two minutes before we pressed record on this podcast, it was yeah. brought to. My attention. attention by Mr. Judah that someone has absolutely torn into mostly me on the <laughs> comments section under last night's match report. That it's all gone off. We'll it's get into this. Off. We'll get into this in in this week's <laughs> this week's now hotly anticipated <laughs> abuse of the week section. I put a lot, of, a lot of effort into finding that um, that old school commercial. <laughs> but just to quickly summarise, they've given out the editor's uh, PA's email address and encouraged mm. everyone to send their abuse to the editor. <laughs> so it's all kind of kicking off. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that later. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I can't wait for that. That's one to look forward to. Um, so you might be the, the voice levels might be a little bit strange because um, I'm actually on my own at Express and Star Towers, and I say whap, on my whap, own, whap, I'm, I'm in the deepest, darkest. <laughs> What, what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what, 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 what? The deepest, darkest dungeon that is a room at the back end, back end of beyond at Express and Star. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's kind of like cross between the Lion Witch in the wardrobe and a, and a, and a hovel. Um, but I, I am here, and we have got an internet connection at this moment in time. Mr. Timothy Spears, you are. You're in the middle of a of a big move. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm moving house on Friday. You are leaving the city of Wolverhampton, and that's not just because of the abuse of the week that's coming up. <laughs> Definitely played its part. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm moving on, moving on Friday slash other days. So yeah, got lots of stuff to pack, lots of stuff to get ready. More IKEA visits as well, I'm sure. Oh, I can't wait. Well, I mean, I, the IKEA is now going to be a new segment in the, in the podcast. <laughs> it's what have you bought at IKEA this week? But I mean, I understand it now. When you've gone Premier League, and you know you haven't enjoyed the first three weeks with with constantly getting assaulted in the streets and people coming up for selfies, <laughs> and it's forced you to, to move out of the city itself. It's incredible. Can I tell you uh, who the happiest person slash inanimate object is this week? Go on then. Nathan Judas wallet. <laughs> <laughs> one hour into last week's last week's one all draw against Man City. This guy. This guy. Sweating oh my up. god. Sweating, pitting, shaking. Oh. Oh he was god. sat on one arse cheek for about twenty minutes, right? <laughs> uh, anyone who anyone who listened last week may remember that uh, Judah pledged several times. That that if Wolves <laughs> if Wolves kept a clean sheet against Manchester free scoring Manchester City, yes. that he would uh, go to the Hogshead after the game and buy everybody in that public house a drink. 
<laughs> which which probably would have set me back. I was thinking that Hogshead two hours after the match, not many people there, maybe thirty five to forty people there. Come which on, maybe 15 you've, you've clearly never been there. Twenty were Wolves fans, and maybe would have re- re- you know realised what this what was going on. So I was thinking, I was budgeting about twenty five to thirty quid, forty no, quid match. There would have been two hundred people in there, three quid a drink. That's six hundred quid. No, I would have thought so, mate. Six hundred bones. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be about two hundred people in there. Oh mate, I was. I mean, I wasn't happy that Aguero scored, but I mean, I kind of was. To be fair, it seemed like a pretty decent shout that it wouldn't happen when we were speaking last Friday, and then I know, I know. Um, so relieved, of course, I would have liked to win the game two one, but at the same time, what a game! What a game, Timothy. Um, but but before before we come to that, obviously you are moving house with your your your, your lovely other half that I'm yet to meet properly. Um, I think now you're going to move the, the, house. There's a, re- there's a reason why. Oh, okay. No, you'll meet it soon. <laughs> oh dear, I feel so sorry for your neighbours. Um, <laughs> so, so you move house, and then the next thing's going to be some sort of pet scenario. That's what you get. So maybe some sort of cat. Maybe you're a cat person, Tim. Maybe some kind of maybe, person, but, but maybe some kind of pom- like, pom- pomeranian. Yes, pomeranian. You can get a pomeranian, mate. No problem. You just need to get a dog sitter. You can't leave them in there for. You know, for more than two or three hours without them getting looked after. What? And then it's then it's then two it's or three hours, and then it's marriage. Now I need to know one where the stag do is going to be, two two where the wedding's going to be, and three what my role is in said wedding. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I can I can I can I can feel a huge podcast situation happening mid wedding for a speech. Very I'll go good. All out. I'll very go out funny. Probably. Very good. Uh, you, you're pretty good at holding a camera, so if you want to record it, that's that's wow. great. <laughs> very, very good. I like that retort. And as for the, I, I always said my st- well, my, my mates want my stag did to be in Vegas because we've done a few and none Don't of us are going to Vegas. Vegas yet. Which I'm sure you can help out facilitate that. One hundred percent. Well, I told you about my my stag do was Vegas, where the women were there at the same time doing their hen party, but we yeah, were on one side. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Vegas and she was on the other and it was perfect worked out brilliantly so yeah I, think, you know, I mean I'd want them in a different country to be honest just, oh, just I mean, in, I mean, I mean just she's in case going to, she's going to she's got buttons written all over it mate while we're in Vegas 100% sure <laughs> <laughs> red Very coat good. to go right um, look really really good game good honest game of football Wolves won Manchester City won they've got praise from all over the national media um Great game, Tim, and one to really bring the confidence back to the troops. Yeah, we, you know, we said beforehand, this, these are the games, this is why Wolves have worked so hard for nine months, and this this is kind of one of the rewards, really. On, on another day, they would have won. On the next day after that, they would have lost. Uh, but it ended up being a draw. So it was fantastic entertainment. It's great analysis. <laughs> it was uh, fantastic entertainment. Great for the neutral. Uh, yes. A lot of people say they, they enjoyed the game. Great atmosphere. Um, and just the overriding theme of the day was that Wolves went for it, mm-hmm. and you've had um, every man and his and his Pomeranian saying since <laughs> then that, that, that Wolves are the Wolves are the um, the template for how to take Man City on. I mean that's such high praise. Yeah. For Nuno in particular, and I was putting a piece the other day that Wolves kind of arrived against Man City, but it, as in you know we've arrived. This we're in the Premier League. This is what we can do. But but yep. so did Nuno because tactically. For the second time in in a year, he's outfoxed Pep um, and got the better of him. I, I know they didn't win either game, but you know what I mean. To hold Man City to two draws, it's pretty rare. And I, I thought I thought he he outdid Pep again and showed what a rising star that he is. You know, it's, we easily forget that we concentrate on Neves and Jota and the rest of it. Sure, but sure. 
Nuno's really making a name for himself from now on as well, and and he'll get a lot of people talking about him. We'll see him linked with jobs before long. I'm certain of that. And fair once, play once the managerial merry-go-round starts, Manchester City, they they knew they'd been in a game, and you know you, you hear from the likes of Kyle Walker and Vincent Company and, and Pep Guardiola himself, you know, full of praise for Wolves. I mean. You think against another side, another certain manager from Manchester, it would have been complaining and, and you know, we dominated the game. But they, I think in a, in, a, in a strange kind of way, they enjoyed Wolves going for them and, and something different than, than parking the bus, which a lot of other teams do. Well, I saw a few comments from their supporters saying just that, that um, teams sit behind the ball and park the bus and play for a nil-nil draw and, and City kind of just pass it around endlessly around them and, and try and score and it's, it's dull to watch it is dull to watch mm. you know the best matches are when when two teams are going for it so um, it's lovely for fans to hear you know people like Gary Neville and Alan Shearer praising them Vincent Company, yeah he said a lovely line from Vincent Company post-match who said that he, he thinks Wolves will help them in their title bid this season because he thinks they'll take points off, off their rivals you know he, he was very impressed with them Yes, their approach, but yes, their quality. They backed it up as well. It wasn't just a performance of, of heart and determination. You know, it's backed up with real quality. Yeah. It wasn't a one-off. Um, I think Wolves can reproduce that standard of play pretty much most weeks if they really get going. And if they do that, then they'll earn a lot of points. They'll earn a lot of fans as well. Um, you can see a situation where Wolves become a bit of a second team for, for fans this year, I think. You know, everybody Absolutely. everybody likes the new boy in, in the Premier League. I've been there myself. I'm sure you have. You know, you... You like people like to see different teams kind of upset the apple cart and, and break into that top six or whatever or cause a few upsets. So I think Wolves Wolves will be supported by a lot of people this year um, and entertain us all hopefully. Absolutely, I mean you know there's teams who have been in the Premier League for years five, six, seven, ten plus sometimes. Some have stayed up, some have gone down, but they'll never see the kind of attacking football that we saw on, on Saturday, and that's why you know. Whether it, whether it's we're here for five or, or ten years or twenty years to come, you know, or it's going to be a few seasons, you just don't know. But you've got to enjoy it while it lasts because that kind of a game is a pleasure to watch. It's something that people remember for a long time to come. Yeah, I agree, and also it's changed the complexion of the of the season quite quickly. I was listening back to last week's podcast uh, last night on the way back from podcast. Hillsborough. It was a good podcast, um, and uh, <laughs> and there, there was. A bit of negativity knocking around. You know, we were responding to a lot of fans' concerns because they'd only got one point from two games. Yeah. Um, and you read out those polls last week, and everyone was saying we'll settle for seventeenth all of a sudden, and then mm. now it's flipped oh, on its head more again. Polls. There's more polls too. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so it's nice to have nice to have that positivity back, and everybody thinking, hey, actually, hang on, this is. It kind of felt like the the wolves of last season were back for the first time for me. Yeah. Um, it was the way that they approached the game the way that they were so quick and so creative in attack it reminded me of last season's team Molyneux again Fortress Molyneux they just aren't they can't mm-hmm. they're not beaten at Molyneux <laughs> just Cardiff and Forest since Nuno took over fantastic to have that home record teams will not look forward to coming to Molyneux at all well I mean and they couldn't I think I don't think some of the Manchester City players could hear each other. They only got the the, the hearing back after twenty five minutes with those fireworks. Unbelievable. Yeah. No, the atmosphere was great. And then the next two home games are Burnley and Southampton. So if Wolves can get on a roll at home and win sure. perhaps with the, both those two games, that's what they'll be aiming to do. Then, then that becomes a massive strength for for Wolves their home record this year. So so we move from that to to last night. Yeah. And, and Sheffield Wednesday late night for for about, what time did you get back by the way? Uh, one a.m. 1am, not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, that, that's decent, to be fair. Um, as soon as I left Sheffield, 
there was two police cars I saw up ahead and I'm thinking, oh, it's on the other side of the road. It wasn't, it was on my side of the road and I was right at the front, right behind them. And of course they put on those, do not overtake, do not overtake. <laughs> I was right at the front, three miles an hour for 40 minutes. Oh, mate. 40 minutes, two police cars either side, side by side. I mean, it was just dreadful, absolutely dreadful. So steady night. But so what time night, did you get back then? Uh, about 10 to 2. Thankfully, we saw a cracking game on the Monday with um, Leamington Spa against Telford, so it was all good. Um, good. Um, two nil. In fact, talk, talk, talk to me about Telford. You went, you went to the delights of Leamington FC the Leamington other day. Leamington Spa FC in the National League North is the lowest grade game I've ever covered in my journalistic <laughs> career, and I'll, you know. I'll, I'll go, I'll go on a limb and say it will be my only time um, covering the National League North again. Uh, you know, Are you we, kidding? We you're abandoning, you're abandoning Joe Edwards already. Pardon? You're abandoning Joe Edwards already. Once, once is enough for me in the National <laughs> wow. League North, I'll be honest. I mean, uh, it's, it's not pub football, but it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's bar football. You know what I mean? It's maybe a step above. I mean, it wasn't pleasant on the eye. It wasn't pleasant you know, to watch. It wasn't pleasant to type it wasn't pleasant to interview I made the mistake of um, trying to interview a fan and it was the chairman of Telford <laughs> oh, I was just going to tell that story fantastic <laughs> so, uh, go on tell it how did it go well I've interviewed one guy because obviously it's Telford away so you know I haven't got two and a half thousand three thousand Wolves fans to wait so if I miss an interview then I've got plenty more coming out the door it's pretty much bish bash bosh to try and get two or three people on camera Lovington Spa on a bank holiday Monday so I got one guy, and he was okay. He wasn't great, but he was okay. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I'll go with this guy. Maybe one other I can chase out the ground. Um, so this guy, everyone, I see all the Telford fans go past. I'm thinking, you better be good, mate. So he was okay. Two or three minutes down. Then he goes at the end, oh, oh, um, um, can, you not, can you not use that, please, mate? Because, you know, I'm, I'm a dad of one of the players, and it just doesn't look right. So I'm like, oh, God. So that led me to dash out the stadium. I interviewed one guy by the toilets, one guy by the away coach, and then this other guy's coming back out the stadium on crutches with a Telford little blaze. I'm like, oh, brilliant, happy days. You are, right, mate. You got a chance to uh, shop your star. Got a quick two minutes of your time. Oh, I'm, I'm the, uh, I'm the chairman, mate. Like, oh, sorry, <laughs> wasn't great. Maybe not great for execution by me. So. Uh, oh, brilliant. Uh, you, uh, you tell you what, you got away with it though. Oh, I got away with it massively. You got away with it massively because if he'd have said yes. <laughs> and then you'd have been like, oh, how does it feel, mate, paying your hard-earned money to, to come all the way to Leamington, <laughs> buying a ticket? <laughs> uh, uh, oh, dear. The National League North. Goodness me, happy days. It's a privilege. to. to it just makes you, makes you appreciate your surroundings on a, on a Saturday. Well, you, you were having a go at Hillsborough last week, so hopefully it made you appreciate Hillsborough oh, on I Tuesday night. Stand Hillsborough, mate. Oh, I come on. Oh, no, I'd rather be in Leamington. <laughs> it's a proper TARDIS. What's wrong with it? Oh, it's just it's just so disjointed. Even getting in there, and you got to under go underneath the tunnel and up the stairs. And, what? Oh, and that's not even before you get into the ground. I just don't like it. I think. I mean, I know, I know it's got history and stuff, but tear it down and, and start a new stadium. Not oh my it. god! No, I'm not having it. Do you like I, it? You don't I, like it either. Uh, it's not my favourite, but I don't necessarily dislike it. It's, I think it's um, my least favourite ground in the championship. Really? Yeah, I don't. Like don't like it. People are really nice there, don't get me wrong, everyone's really lovely, and the Wi-Fi was decent, so I can't complain with that, but yeah, not having it. To be fair, Oakwell's gone. 
Yes, although I am at Oakwell next Saturday. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Doing Warsaw Barnsley International break. No rest for the Judski. Because that would be my least, prob- probably my least favourite. They've, the, uh, they've had the press box redone, apparently. It's all plush seating now. No. Yeah, seriously, it's You're there. kidding. No, no, no. They've still got the porter cabin, but they've got, um, yeah, they've got um, new seating. For oh, them, fair play. Uh, just looking at the championship table, I would say, I mean, Brentford's awful. Oh, dreadful. But they are having a new... I think they know it, though, don't they? And they are having they a new stadium. They, they embrace it, yeah. Uh, Bolton's just shocking because there's no internet. It doesn't exist. Pathetic. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Uh, Wigan, it Wigan, not great. I don't like Wigan. Buggies. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I've never been to cover uh, for the media. I've been to Hawthorns a few times as a fan. And you never will be allowed to either, Tim, because you're not going to be allowed. I'm telling you, what, I can't wait for that Carabao Cup draw, West Brom versus Wolves, because I tell you what, I'm reporting with Brassington. I told you the other night, you're not going to get in. They are not going to let you in. Featured Kitman Pat. I've done. <laughs> I've done nothing wrong. Oh my god! Well, judging by abuse of the week, you've done plenty wrong, young sir. Oh, I can't wait. I minute. can't wait for abuse right. of the week. I was just reading some more. It's it's, it's brilliant. It's, I mean, we're going to have to spend some time on that. We might go a little bit over today, but it, it's worth it, peeps. It's definitely worth it. Sheffield Wednesday, though, um, some positives as well. I mean, let's do three three down. Let's do four four down, Tim, and then we can discuss what, what, a little bit whoa. about you know mo- moving them together and, and, and merging them. Is that okay with you? Yeah. Okay, so, so first one up, uh, Jean Moutinho obviously didn't play last night, but I thought he had an excellent game against Manchester City. Yes, he did. And was, uh, well, you know what? Uh, I noticed yesterday, but people give me stick for player ratings, by the way, week after mm. week. Fair enough, mm. whatever. But I was reading the independent <laughs> uh, player ratings. Yeah. As in, as in the independent, the newspaper. And, and we know what you're talking about. Carry on. For Wolves, no, some people might not. For Wolves, Man City. And they, they gave Moutinho a five. Worst, worst player on the pitch? No. no I'm not joking. What? You're joking. They, they were like, the game, the game passed him by. Uh, oh he didn't really God. get involved. It's astonishing. Anyway, I thought he was fantastic. I thought he was the best player on the pitch. So I don't know what, I don't know what uh, game this guy was watching. Um, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Uh, <laughs> um, I thought it was a, I thought it was a class act. I thought, um, I thought he... he I mean, we said it last week. A game like this isn't going to phase him. You know, he's played in exactly played in. Um, he's won the Europa League. He's won the Euros. He's played in. He's won four domestic titles. I think played in big Champions League games, huge games. Playing Man City at home, it's just mm-hmm. you know, meh. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to him. Of course, of course, it does. But he's not going to get nervous or phased by no. it. And he didn't. And he was um, he outshone Neves. I thought for the first time this season. Agreed. I, th- I thought Neves had a bang, a pretty much bang average game. Could give could have given away a penalty. Mm-hmm. Gave away the free kick for the goal. Passing range wasn't quite on it, but you know, no problem with Nevers. He'll be superb. But in this particular game, Moutinho actually on him. He ran the midfield. Which His is position- good. It's good to see someone stepping up because you know you yeah. can't have an over reliance on Nevers in the centre of the park. So that that bodes really well for the future. One hundred percent spot on. Physically, he looks good. He looks like he can cope. Uh, his positioning was excellent. Temperament's very good. He just looks reliable to me. I don't think he's going to make many mistakes this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Leo Bonatini up. Hey. hey. Oh yeah, Bieber. Big Leo, Leo the Leo, Lion. Leo. Roar. Oh, those pearly white teeth. Roar. <laughs> you know that thing at the end of the movies, you know? Yeah, the, I know. Leo the Lion, oh, bless him. So happy for him. Eight months, <laughs> eight months and 24 days. Wow. 20, 27 appearances. And 23 hours and 59 minutes 
of oh. football, football, football. The guy who researched that stat needs literally <laughs> a pay rise. <laughs> it needs to get out more. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so the the long wait is over, and and hopefully now we see an improved Bonatini. You know, whether or not I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But if if um, if that goal improves his confidence, that will it will only benefit Wolves because he is going to play a lot in the Premier League this year. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's his first choice change um, at the moment really apart from um, Traore coming on he, he's yeah. going to be the one that replaces Jimenez yeah. if Jimenez misses game it's him that will start you know, unless they bring someone in and change so it's important that he plays well it's important that his confidence is up um, a nice little finish last night long overdue obviously mm-hmm. he hasn't missed many sitters in the in the past eight months but no. he, has, he hasn't been taking chances like that which you would call decent but not glaring chances sure. but like I said nice little left footed finish and 12 yards or right footed finish and 12 yards um so yeah, like I said, pleased for him, and hopefully now Wolves can feel the benefit. But I've got to say, you know, he was obviously relieved, but he said um, he's had total faith from the club all along, total faith from Nuno. He said, you know, his job's about running, about linking the play, about passing the ball, mm-hmm. um, and he's been doing that, and Nuno's been happy with him. So they've stuck by him in the best possible way, I think. Um, person who played in both games or featured in both games, Sodama Oh my God, this guy. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk, and I'll, I'll do a little bit of. I mean, I, I'm I'm a heterosexual man, but you know, could be can be tempted. I mean, come on, this guy's unbelievable. He gets what are you talking about. He gets me so excited. I, I, all the time. Nobody's nobody's ever got me this excited before. Honestly, are you moving with? <laughs> Nobody's got me off my seat before. <laughs> Mate, he's unbelievable. Oh, he's, he's, he's a delightful human being. Three three appearances and three massive impacts on the game. He, he yeah. won the game last night. It was, it was a bit frustrating in the first half. Sheffield Wednesday resorted to kicking him. It was very reminiscent of a championship game in that respect. And then he, he broke free in two magical moments inside a minute in the second half. 52nd minute should have been... Oh, it's just unbelievable. If anyone sees the replay... He's halfway line, back back towards goal, and he just runs around yeah. to face the goal and taking on the player at the same time. Literally runs a ring around him. Incredible. I've, I've just flailed my arms everywhere. Um, and, then, and, and, and then he skips past one challenge, and then he tees up Gibbs White, who probably should score. And then, yeah, a minute later for the goal, races past his man like he's not there. Low cross, Bonatini, bang, goal. But it's the explosiveness. I put a tweet last night. I don't remember seeing a player as fast as this guy. He get he he makes me want to stand up and and go on. You know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And that, that's that's great. You know, when you spend a club record's fee, it's nice that he's he's made an impact. You know, so quickly. Because Honestly, yeah, he really has, and he did it against City as well. Just to reference the two games, he he tore Benjamin Mendy apart twice, um, and that's it was. Um, Morgan Fox for Sheffield Wednesday last night. It was Benjamin Mendy on Saturday. It was Johnny Evans the week before. You know these guys are going to be having nightmares about mm-hmm. this guy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how many defenders you, you put on him; he'll wriggle free at least once or once or twice in a half um, and produce something special. I, I just think he's a phenomenal talent, phenomenal, phenomenal. and he can't get in the team. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, the, the, the last two who are, who, who are up for the day, um, you can kind of like just um, put them together, dovetail them. Helder Costa and Willie Bolly, two two people who maybe hadn't had the best start to the season, but really, really came to the fore against uh, against City. Yeah, well grouped, well grouped, Nathan. They're, um, neither of them were themselves. Oh my God! Wow! Oh wow! Uh, is that the, is that the Willie Bolly klaxon? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on there? 
there's, there's some sort of some sort of fire alarm going on the Express and Star Towers. Right. Are you are you warm? Uh, I'm slightly warm actually. Yeah. Do you want to feel the floor? No. One second. One second. <laughs> Goodness me. Oh no, it's okay. Keith Harrison just opened his wallet. Hey. Like, hey. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, um. I mean, yeah, you, I mean you, you you are you are in in the basement in a hole. I, I, am, mean, I am. Yeah. No, I mean, nobody's going to come and get you if there is a fire. No one's coming to get me. Are they? No, no one's coming. With literally me, and I think there's a couple of moths in here, and that's about it. <laughs> Okay, well, just keep an eye on the temperature. I shall um, do, I shall do. Yeah, Bolly and uh, Costa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bolly was better against Leicester, but yeah, neither of them completed themselves. Costa, in particular, rewarded the faith, you know, shown by Nuno, because we were all saying, Traore's got to start, Traore's got to start, myself included, you included. Yeah. And he stuck with Costa, and he was the best attacking player for Wolves, certainly in that first half. Um, really restricted Mendy's influence as well, which was important. We spoke about that on Friday. Mendy was a real danger man, four assists in two games, but mm-hmm. Costa's threats, you know, pushed him back, put him on the back foot, which was really important. Um, and Bolly, yeah, with his with his hand of willy, um, but but also defensively, he was very good as well. He was very very um, good. Well, good stuff, good stuff. But three down. Um, harsh. It's really difficult to say to say down because it's been such a good week, really. I can't think of any. Um, well, I was going to say Ruben Neves slightly because I thought I thought the game passed him by slightly on, no. on Saturday. No. Okay. Um, Danny Bath <laughs> and Brian Ibakari. Oh yeah, bang on. Oh yeah, mm. oh, Danny. Mm. Danny, Danny, Danny. So yeah, it, it doesn't look doesn't look good for Danny at all. It looks. I mean, I don't know. Has he played his last game for Wolves? I mean, he doesn't look like he's part of Nuno's plans. No. Couldn't believe he wasn't in the squad at, at Hillsborough. It was tailor made for him to play. I thought it was odd that he wasn't in the squad. If you look at the fact that Bennett was on the bench, you spoke about it on the video last night. I understand. I understand Dendonka starts. You know, you want yeah, to see him, and that's that's Danny's position. Mm-hmm. But if Dendonka gets injured after five minutes, yeah, why would you send Ryan Bennett on and risk risk him getting injured or, yeah, or whatever, absolutely. or being fatigued at least for a big yeah. game on Saturday? So mm-hmm. it made no sense that Danny Bart wasn't involved to me. Other than the fact that he's literally not part of Nuno's plans, he doesn't care and he doesn't want him anywhere near it. So do um, we expect him to, to be leaving the club before? I, I, well, you know, well, uh, there was nothing in the pipeline. Certainly before last night, um, there was there was nothing in the pipeline for him. But as far as I, I'm aware, he's he he's certainly not been looking to move on. But if he's not going to even get any minutes in the Carabao Cup, then he might have to rethink that. Whether there's enough time to get a move before Friday, I mean, mm. you, you know, Danny, Danny, well. Uh, you say that, but you know, Danny, Danny would want to move to a top-end championship club. I don't think he'd be want to go into a championship relegation battle. I think and he could get that. Could you, do you not think he could get that? No, I think he could. But but what I'm saying is that um, the teams at the top end of the championship are, are pretty much sorted. You know, if you look at their squads, their defenses, the teams with the bigger budgets, the more established clubs. There's no one desperately looking for a centre half, certainly for the first team. So I don't know. It's it's. it's much easier said than done for him well, to Stoke find. Stoke have conceded a fair few. At the start yeah, but Stoke have got Shawcross. They've got they've just got Williams in alone from Everton. Mm. So I, I can't see it. I can't see him. I can't see him um, being guaranteed first team football for a big championship club at this stage. It's so late yeah. in the window. Mm. So it's far easier said than done. For me, I've, I've got to say it's a bit disrespectful from Nuno uh, with his comments last night. You know, put it to him in the press conference. Why isn't he here? He just said it's it's a decision. You know, Willie Bolly isn't here either, or whatever. You know, some. Exactly, gave his usual, you know, run through our options. Yeah, didn't go into details at all. And then I said, "Has he got? Has Danny Bart got a future at the club?" And he said, "Well, everyone, everyone in the building is part of my plans, including the under 18s So it was a bit disrespectful, really, because yeah. he's, he's the club captain. He's been there since he was a wee lad, uh, local lad, loves the club. Looks like club captain. He's been there since League One days. 
done an awful lot for this club. So to just kind of cast him aside and not even really talk about his situation is, is a bit no. disrespectful. I mean, I mean, Interview with Kevin Thelwell last week saying he's part of the plans and then next week he's, he's clearly not, is he? So no. um, somebody's got to come out and be honest about this situation and um, and nobody is at the moment. I mean, kind of like when he was asked about Barry Douglas as well, he didn't really mention Barry Douglas by name either. He just, he just collectively puts, puts everybody and said, we thank everybody for their, for their service, you know. And again, what's... I don't understand why you can't just, you know, spray no. someone or whatever, you know, there's obviously well, some issues. From his point of view, he sees it in black and white, and mm. if he doesn't like you, then then that's it, I think you're off. Yeah. And we, we saw it with people like Ben Marshall last year, you know, we had a look at Ben Marshall, suddenly he didn't like him, so he's gone. That's, mm. you can't argue with that, you know, his, his, his logic and his judgement has been proved to be very, very good, and very sound, Yeah. over a short space of time. I just think a bit more respect for the club captain, but... Do you know what? You've got to look at it right with, with Danny's point of view. Would Nuno have signed Danny Bart a year ago if he was available? No. No, he wouldn't. He's not Nuno's type of player. He wouldn't mm-hmm. have signed him. That's the reason he was involved last year is because he was at the club. That's not not being disrespectful to Danny. It's just yeah. it's just the way it is. It's not the kind of player that Nuno would sign. Um, so I hope I hope it's I hope you know Danny manages to get a good move. Um, I think it's a shame. For him, because he's worked so hard to get to the Premier League with the club that he loves. But yeah, everyone will move on. Just hope I hope it's done in a kind of amicable way. Bright, um, probably going to go as well, and I assume a few of the bomb squad as well. Yeah, the bomb squad. I mean, Jordan Graham's gone. They're trying desperately to get loads more out. There's so many that they still haven't managed to sort out yet. But the, the you know, the a lot of clubs in the Championship are, are um, kind of waiting to see. Or get the best players they want. You know they might have uh, option A, option B, option C, and yeah. people like Joe Mason or whatever. There might be option B or option C on that list. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think we'll see quite a lot of late movement on on Thursday and Friday. Sure. Uh, and Brighton and Bakari. Yeah, I was surprised he wasn't involved because he was in the squad for the Everton uh, league game. But yeah, uh, he, he'll they'll be looking to get him out on loan. I think Cavalera's injury was was the one uh, where they were kind of women and are in whether to let Bright go. But I think they can now. Okay. Good stuff. Um, who do you fancy next round, Tim? Thursday's the draw. Boing, boing. Boing, boing. Would you fancy boing, boing at home or away? Boing, boing. At home, please. Really? Home, yeah, please. Yeah, because yeah, I might not get let in, as you, as you said. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's important, though, isn't it, to, to get a bit of a run together, like you say. I know we mentioned it last night, but with a lot of these kids and, and players who aren't going to see a lot of first-team action, so that the further they can go and the deeper in this competition, the better. Yeah, they all, Yeah, exactly. If, if they'd lost last night, John... Ruddy would potentially be looking at not playing again until January for the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. So uh, Courtney Hawes, Sace, Vinagra, you know these guys aren't aren't really going to start in the league. You wouldn't you wouldn't have thought in the next few weeks unless I injuries. Like Courtney Hawes, though, I, I still think he's got a little bit to give. He has, but if Willie Bolly gets injured, he's in the team. So yeah, he, he'll he'll play more this season than last season. I think. Well, that's impossible not to. Well, he played four times last year. I think even though it's step up in the Premier League, I think he'll play. But yeah, the the kids as well. Elliot Watt really. Really, really pleased for him. He was very good last night. Very solid defensive midfielder. Yeah. Um, nice interview with him afterwards, which you can read on Express and Star now. Oh, goodness. What's going on here now? What have you done? I don't know. <laughs> Please help me. It's always when I'm on my own as well. Where, where? <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, uh, yeah, no, just say, yeah, great, great for the kids. Elliot Watt, Pedro Gonzalez, Benny Ashley Seal, uh, all to get their first team debuts. Fantastic. Dendonka looked quite assured as well and composed. Didn't have a lot to do defensively. We'll see more of him soon. So it was a very successful evening. It was very successful indeed. Thoroughly enjoyed it, right? We've got, we've got so much to get through, Tim. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna fire some questions at you. I don't want to go too overboard with them, okay? So just you know round them up nicely. I don't expect it to be two two sentences, but again, let's let's move on because we've got loads. I want to get quite a few answered, okay? Yep. Okay, Paul Berry. Paul Berry has got a question for you, Mr. Bezza. Um, the man, the myth, the legend. Best the legend. Best the living legend. Has the lady who messaged you yesterday returned with a new offer? Watch this. Uh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I've got a, a direct message on Instagram. Uh, someone yeah. asking to sleep with me. Um, no. Oh yes, I did see that. Yeah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Any uh, what do they call them? Sex bots. They're not real. <laughs> no, so it's, it, it, fake, to leave Wolverhampton. <laughs> fake accounts. Um, they they um, spam users and try and get them to contact them, whatever. So I just took it on Twitter. For so a laugh. I, I, see, I don't kind of get that. Like, what, so you contact them, and then what? They ask for your bank details. Is that how it works? I guess so. I've, I've never responded, Nathan. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure people listening to this podcast have. So if anyone has, get in touch. <laughs> I mean, poor Jimmy Bryson, he's been skinned for months, now I know why. <laughs> nice. Simon Rickard, Simon Rickard. Um, one person we haven't mentioned, uh, well, hey, it was decent last night, Ruben Vinagra was, was yeah. highly impressive last night. Do you think Nuno may be tempted, maybe not as a starting tactic, but in a second half switch to try Johnny on the right, Vinagra on the left and see if it fits? Doc has been great and still is, but I feel this would add an improved dimension. Um, I think we'll see Vinagra in games where Wolves are expected to win and need to overload the opposition and he can get to the flank and get across in because he, he can stretch play. Mm-hmm. He's very good going forward. Mm-hmm. He's defensively where he's been certainly unproven uh, last season. Made a few mistakes, read in a way. That Man City away game he struggled as well. Yeah. So, But he didn't have to do any defending last night so he looked a lot better. He's pretty much playing as a left winger. Okay. So um, I think we'll see him come off the bench see mm-hmm. when Wolves are chasing games, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he came on against City because Johnny also had cramp. Yeah. So I don't know. I I, th- I think it's too soon to be counting him as a starter in the Premier League. I might, might be proved wrong, but I think I think he's a good option off the bench to stretch the play down the left. Good question. Thanks, Sai. Sam Doherty, uh, would you rather be headbutted by Willie Bolly or have a naked arm wrestle competition in front of your missus and her parents with a damatrio all right? <laughs> so you might be headbutted by Willy Bolly or have a naked arm wrestle in front of your missus and her parents with a damatriori. I think I'd rather have the headbutt, you know. No, that was hurt though. It would, but I mean, he's a ripped triori. I mean, literally, I mean... It, oh, that, 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 that doesn't matter. I, I'd, I'd happily do... A, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say, I'd happily do a naked arm wrestle with a damatriori. It wouldn't last long. We'd be sat down uh, oh, at chairs, chairs underneath a table... Uh, so it's all fine, not that embarrassing. It's more that you know the parents being there, really. Yeah. But I mean, they've 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 seen me in a state before. It's not a problem. Yeah, that's true. Okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> plenty of times. <laughs> Benjamin Middleton. Um, why have ITV gone for Deck and Holly for I'm a Celeb instead of the nation's favourite duo of Spears and Judah? What's this, Holly? Holly Willoughby and, and Deck are going to be doing the next I'm a Celebrity with Ant out of action. And oh, his Ant's. Yeah, why, why me and you aren't going out there? I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd do that gig. Would you do that gig? I mean, I don't know. What Ant's, Ant's had his, his problems, is not he, with alcohol and whatnot? I mean, I'm... Yeah, you'd be replacing like for like with Exactly. Him, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe Bromley. Uh, the following players. Um, this time next season, one is at a bigger... Choose one that's at a bigger club, one that's at a smaller club, and one that is still here. What Neves, Jota... 
Neves, Jota, Rui. What was the start of the question about them? Um, the following players, this time next season, one is at a bigger club, one is at a smaller club, and one is still here. Yeah. Neves, Jota and Rui. Name them. Who's at a bigger club next year? Who's at a smaller club and who's still here? I don't think any of those three be at a smaller club, to be honest. No, Neves at, Neves at a bigger club, Jota's yeah. still here. Patricia will probably still be here as well, but he if there's any kind of problems with his transfer from sporting, <laughs> then he sporting. might get sent to the non-leagues before we know it. So, Lemington away. John Egan, do you think Trigo can be trusted defensively in Nuno's 3-4-3 when either playing away from home or against top six teams anywhere? Yeah, does Trigo make Doherty and by implication the, the, the wider team a less balanced attacking team? I mean, we saw Doherty didn't really get forward last night. He just kind of lets Traore kind of do his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and defensively, yeah, suspect. He's given the ball away a few times in his own half that I've seen so far. So, Judy, you may be able to, you'll be a better place to answer that. Uh, defensively, um, not seen much of him, but it's not been great. Um, no, but like you say, he has, he has come back to pretty deep to get the ball at times. Uh, Seems like he works hard. Yeah, he does work hard. I think that the way that, that Wolves set up, I think they'll be absolutely fine, to be honest. And I don't think he'll change for anyone. Um, I've got no problem with it. And I think he can he can track back. I don't think that's a problem. You know, he's not one who's just going to be in the opponent's half and he's not going to, you know... I think he, Nuno will tell him to do a job. And also, you know, Nuno on the training ground as well, he can change a player if, he's got some, if he sees something. I'm sure that he's going to listen. He demands respect, does the guy. Nice. Ruben. Nicely put. When do we think Dendonka will be ready to start, to start and uh, will he be most likely to replace Bennett despite him starting so well this season? Uh, I would say there's no place in the team for him at the moment. No. Um, I would say he's not up to speed yet. I would say that Ryan Bennett's been the best defender so far this season in three matches. So I don't think we'll see Dendonka start until certainly after the international break. Chris Wood, Chris, 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 Chris Wood from um, America, the good old US of A. He's coming over for the Wolves versus Southampton game, Tim. One of the best places for a Wolves slash Black Country culinary experience. Howdy, partner. Mm, he's not from Texas. <laughs> awesome, dudes. Oh, wow, wow. Oh. Man, you're absolutely disrespectful now. Just get on with it. <laughs> Tell me a place where he wants to eat. Don't say Nando's. Is that his question? Yeah, where yeah, where the best places to for a culinary experience? In Wolverhampton. Yes. Oh, there's uh, Bella and Chapelash is very nice. I mean, it's Italian, but. Okay. Well, so you suddenly have a black country experience. You suddenly join Italian. Oh, some great chippies around. You can't beat Charlie's on Litchfield Street, opposite really? the art gallery. If you want some chips. Outside the doors there for on a yeah, Friday. There's some chips night. night. Oh, and also go further down the road to near the Hogshead. There's the pork bap joint. It's it's to die for. It's absolutely heavenly. It's very pork sexy. Pork bap joints. Pork bap. So you go there, it's open till four, four or five in the morning. Um, you get pork meat in a bap uh, with a bit of gravy, with stuffing. I think oh, they put a bit, of, a bit of crackling on, apple sauce, and oh, just shove it in your mouth. It's sexy. Oh, that is sexy. Who needs a bird? Um, <laughs> Dan White, who misses out on the bench when Cav and Dendonka are fully fit? Morgan Gibbs White and Morgan Gibbs White and Hawes for me. I mean, it's, oh. it's, it's one. I mean, you don't know when Cavs are going to be back, and the people pick up injuries. I don't, you know. I think you cross that bridge when you come to it. It's difficult. There's no point even answering the question, really, is there? Oh well, no, it is a good question because if everyone's fully fit, how, how often does that happen? So if everyone's fully fit, who's going to be on the bench? Ruddy. Oh god, it's hard, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> Leo, is Leo on the bench? Yeah, yeah, but you sort of need a focal point, don't you? Well, unless you play Costa Cavan. 
Skinner and Jota or I mean maybe Sace you know if you got Dendonka in there then yeah, he kind of covers two positions so maybe not Sace I'd hate to see Gibbs White not being on the bench there's there's issues with homegrown as players as well being in the squad mm-hmm. I think Gibbs White's been very positive given two appearances in the Premier League I thought he looked sharp at Leicester I thought he looked really good last night he was just just, um, just yeah, missing he, a goal really but yeah, he, he, he got in great positions he's so he's so confident he's 18 years old you've got to remember he always wants the ball he always gets yeah. his head up he always runs at goal yeah. always looks to do something I really oh, he's like him be a hell of a player yes but Nuno wants now doesn't he does not want now he wants now 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 what I think he, he's, he's making an impact now simple mm-hmm. as that mm-hmm. okay uh, Kevin Tweeney uh, with Jose Mourinho's position becoming untenable do you see Man United trying to lure Nuno away from Project well there's a lot of people talking about this um, I mean I'd be amazed if that happens, to be honest. And I think they're probably looking at someone like Zinedine Zidane if he does go, and I don't think he'll go anyway. Um, I don't. Well, if you look at if you look at the track record of the top six when they hire their next managers, they go mm. to they go to managers that have been at big clubs. Yeah. And Wolves aren't aren't one in that no. scheme in that scheme of things. So I'd be amazed if if anyone made the leap from yeah a new boy in the Premier League to Man United. And, and no, I really doubt it. Wibbley's been on. <laughs> What's your least favourite away ground to visit, Tim? Apart from Hillsborough. Uh, What's your least favourite away ground to visit? I mean, Hull is so far. Oh, easy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Peterborough was a dive. Yeah. Didn't like Peterborough. Mm. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to say Bolton again. There's no internet at Bolton. Shout, it's absolutely. Shout. I was so annoyed. It ruined. Oh, it, ruined it ruined. It ruined title day for me. You've yeah. got so much stuff to get out there on the website and on Twitter during the match. It absolutely ruined the day for me. That dude. That's Bolton. as angry as I've seen you since your Facebook live last night with all your emojis. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Brilliant. I watched it again this morning. It was hilarious. Um, Lee Smith, if you could only have one player left at the club from the current squad in five years' time, who would you choose and why? Uh, well, Dave Edwards is gone. Hey, <laughs> uh, Danny? Uh, I, would, I would say Ruben Neves because if he's still at Wolves in five years, it means they're doing extremely well. That's very true. Very true. I like that. Okay. A um, few questions about Danny Bell. Kind of address that. Uh, how much will Troy be worth in three years? One word answer, please. Matty Eagle says that. Forty-five million. Forty-five million pounds. Trevor Morris, Nevers and Jota to Ju- Juventus rumor? Question mark. Nope. Uh, Michael, when's your next sesh, Timothy? Oh, do you know? I didn't have one last weekend, and I felt great for Man City, which was nice. <laughs> Surprising, isn't it? Um. I'm not going to have time this weekend. No, I'll go on a holiday after that. So Boom, be... boom, boom. International break holiday for you. Holiday session. Getting all your holes in. I like it, I like it. Um, spare a thought for us at Irkwell. Lee Hassel, <laughs> uh, bourbon or custard cream? Pick one. Bourbon. And in general, what's your favourite biscuit, he says? I used to love bourbon. When I was a kid, I used to uh, eat, eat the top half of the bourbon. Yeah. And then eat around the, the nice juicy soft bit that was left on the, on the remaining slab. How do you do? How do you do that without without going into it? No, just eat around it, and then and then just be left with uh, the, the juicy soft bit mm. on what was remaining of the one slab. This is a bit technical, and I'll just eat that. 
when I was um, when I was in my big boy days, um, I used to enjoy a fe- good old feast bar. I oh, really used to boy. enjoy working my way around the the, the rim, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> taking all the ice cream, and then you suck it up, and then there's that uh, little bit of chocolate, that wedge of chocolate left. And I never used to go into that. And if I went into that and bit into that by mistake, uh, yeah. then if I, if, if I bit that into that by mistake, then I was really disappointed. I'd have to start again and buy another one. <laughs> so obviously I always bit into it on purpose. Uh, you know when people say, oh, what, what would you... What would you do if you had a time machine? You know, would you go? Would you go back and stop Hitler, or yeah, yeah, yeah. would you go back to Woodstock in '69? Yeah. No, I'd go back to 2008 <laughs> <laughs> at the uh, the local cinema in Hull <laughs> and go and see Judah eating his Chinese while watching Marley and Me. I think too. Sobbing into his sweet and sour sauce. Champagne with a side. Oh goodness me! <laughs> Dropping it all over me. Tell you what. Good, a, good, a good old elasticated waist, some nice pants in those days. <laughs> now, now, now used by the army for tents. We're going to get into abuse soon. I think a lot of this is, is why we get abuse. Um, Jay Anderson, crunchy or smooth peanut butter, Tim? Smooth. Oh. I, don't, I don't think I've, I've never tried crunchy. Oh, crunchy's fantastic. It's like is game it? changer. Game changer. Is it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I never tried peanut butter until a couple of years ago, um, and I've just been a smooth guy, because that reflects my, my personality. What about almond butter? Is it a healthy alternative, Tim, when you don't have almond butter? Uh, never tried almond butter, oh, no. What are your plans for London, says Nick Francis. What are your plans for London, Tim? I've, I've opened up my, my humble abode to you and um, you've, you've declined me so far. No, I've, yeah, I've turned you down. Uh, because I'm, I'm yeah, mo- moving um, moving bloody house, then I'm going on holiday next week. I, I, I haven't got time, man. Oh. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a right pain to get there. We know Houston. Yeah, what a bugger. <laughs> Quite. Oh, uh, dear, right. Um, I, I, I haven't got time for any more questions. We've done enough there, to be fair. Sorry, peeps. Um, there's so many of them. We've got... We've got We've got so much to cover, so apologies to everyone, but please keep on. No, we did some good ones there. What did you say? We did some good ones there. We did some good ones, some great, great ones. Um, but, 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 but that's done. Right. Um, polls, polls, polls. Um, have you seen these polls, Tim? No. Okay, here you go. You've got to guess, guess the result. Guess the results of the polls. Okay, put a few polls out. Da, 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 da. Let's have a look. <clears throat> Number one, first question. Um, who would you start versus West Ham, Costa or Traore? Interesting results. Five hundred ninety-three uh, voters. Oh, yeah. What would you say? Me personally, you've got to sit with Costa, so I would. I think most would agree with that. About sixty-five percent Costa. Not bad. Not bad. Fifty fifty-four percent Costa, forty-six percent Traore. Um, would you take a draw now versus West Ham? Yes or no? Do you know, if it's Championship manager, you start Traore, don't you? Because you don't care. But yeah. in real life. It yeah. sends a sends a bad signal to drop Costa after he played well. It does. Sorry, mate. Next one. Um, would you take a draw versus West Ham now? Ooh. Yes or no? No, I think a lot of people are eyeing this up as a win. Four thirty-five. Yeah, very good. Twenty-seven says yes, and seventy-three say no. Um, look, I think a draw is by no means is a bad result. I mean, I know that West Ham are struggling. They were one 0 down to to Wimbledon last night before winning 3-1 and there's quite a few big name players who played in that game as well so it'll be interesting to see what, what, what formation he picks and whether I'm out of it which is fit I'm not quite sure 
Um, I know he limped off at the weekend. Um, look, I think I think you go there hoping to win the game, but a draw is not a bad result. What would you say? Put simply, any draw away from home in the Premier League is, is a good result for a yeah. newly promoted club. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you see a lot of the teams surviving. I'm not saying that Wolves hopefully are aiming to survive in the Premier League. Hopefully, they do quite well. But the team that has survived in the Premier League, well, they've only got one win and maybe a couple of draws away all season. They've lost the rest. So you know, to to keep on picking, you know, the odd point away from home, I think is is no no bad thing. Wolves will be going to win. Yeah. If they if they lose, it's not the end of the world. A draw would be a decent result. Oh, this is a good one. Who should be on Wolves penalties? Uh, obviously, Costa Costa buried his last night. So four four choices: Neves, Costa, Jota, or Raúl. How do you think it went, Tim? I would say Costa would edge it probably. I think he scored the most penalties for Wolves out of that list. Very good. Six hundred nine votes. Neves twenty percent, Costa thirty five percent, Jota eleven percent, and Raúl thirty four percent. So what? between Costa and Jimenez, um, where, 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 where would you go? Uh, I think, like I said, Costa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you think he will, or do you think if they get a penalty, then he'll be the man that he'll, he'll take the ball? Do you I think don't know. Give it, to Neves again? it was weird. They had they had six six takers last year, uh, so I don't quite know what the system was there. If it's just whoever fancies it or not. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it would be Costa for me, not not Neves. Okay. Um, question four: Where will Wolves finish? Top ten, eleventh to fourteenth, fifteenth to seventeenth, or? Um, I mean, last week it was all about seventeenth, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes. Uh, it'll be, be mid-table 11 to 14 percentage uh, probably about 25 yeah 72% say 11th to 14th now <laughs> with yeah. only 9% saying 15th to 17th uh, 17% top 10 and 2% um, of Albion people voted on the poll remarkable um, question 5 uh, do you want the Wolves potty out a day early i.e. this afternoon or a regular slot of tomorrow Today and tomorrow, what are the percentages? Today. Percentage? 60. 62% say today. You're getting it today, babies. You're getting it today. And you'll, you'll be pleased you're getting it today because it is it is a marathon. So you can split it into two, one half today and half tomorrow. I would say this is probably a, a, a decent time to stop. Um, but if you want more and if you want the juicy material they're about to give you, I would stay tuned because it is... Abuse of the week. Abuse of the week. Abuse of the week. week. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that. I appreciate that. No problem. (laughs) Right. Abuse of the week. Abuse of the week. Timothy Spears. And we, like I say, I've just alerted you to some extra abuse. How much time we got? Um, This could be an interesting segment. It's probably the segment that keeps the the people listening, let's be honest. The lads are only get 150 a week. But instead we get three to four to five thousand people. All because they love to hear you get abused. Tim Spears, please give me some abuse. Uh, Got a nice email uh, the other day. I I don't think I can read out who it's from. Okay. but it's a good good start with the subject heading, which is uh, alleged drug use? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> was it sent to yourself? Um, it was sent to the sport sport email. I'm not going to read out what it is. Okay. Uh, but yeah, alleged drug use. Okay. Always <laughs> a good start. Well, at least at least alleged in there. Do you know what I mean? So. <laughs> it's up there with uh, drunk Adama Traore thoughts, uh, which we've got a sequel to actually uh, in Excellent. a few minutes. Um, but yeah, anyway. Um, 
So I don't know if you know what TUEs are, Nathan. I, so I, I, I know what I know what um, tic tac toes are. <laughs> <laughs> TUEs, uh, therapeutic, thera, therapeutic use exemptions. So this what is are they? what's that? This is mostly a cycling thing. Bradley Wiggins. This is all his controversy post Tour de France. No, he's, he's retired any today or yesterday. Because you can have certain things as exemptions if you've got a medical problem. So he's got asthma. Right. So he he says he he's he's allowed a TUE, yeah. okay, for his asthma, but he took too much of it. Is the allegation okay? Which helped. Anyway, that's what a TUE is. So right. I, I said I said that Raúl Jiménez was like the Duracell bunny on TUEs because he runs around a lot. So it's like he's. I mean, so I didn't want to say I didn't want to say um, Raúl Jiménez is like the Duracell bunny on speed. Right or crack cocaine, which is what I, I, want, which is what I, I wanted get, to say. I, I so get I just, what you're trying to say. So I just put it I mean, down you as did, TUEs. You, did, you didn't put it. You didn't. You didn't put it out very well. But I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Good afternoon, says Mr. Anonymous. Oh. I'm. I, I, I read out an email a couple of last season and said who it was, and they got very upset. So um, I don't, so I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> Uh, good afternoon. I am very angry and offended mm-hmm. by Tim Spears describing Raul Jimenez's performance today as like the Duracell bunny on TUEs. TUE stands for Therapeutic Drug Exemption. Oh, lesson here. It's not a use exemption, but anyway. It is unacceptable and unethical for a journalist to allude to anyone's medication, <laughs> legal or otherwise. When are you going to rein in this journalist's idiocy? Week after week, we are subject to his puerile ramblings. Please get rid of him and replace him with a proper journalist. Wow, wow. So he, he didn't want to give out his name or where he's from. Um, his full name, I know, so I'll just give his first name. That was uh, Domingo from Little Oatly. <laughs> uh, it's an Alan Partridge joke, I'm sorry. Okay. What'd you say to him? What's your, what's your, what's your retort? Uh, he's talking rubbish. It was just yeah. a joke. It was just a joke. Lighten up. Chill, Domingo. chill, chill. Right, next. Next. So, this is the aforementioned... Oh, do you know what? I've got... Uh, I've just... got a little bit here. Do you want me to stay on? Go on, you go for it, because I've got a little bit more before we go into the good stuff. Okay. Um, some people are still not happy, happy with um, you describing Rui Patricio's kicking as disappointing at times, which, which by the way... An incredible, one of the best saves I've ever seen live. Yeah. Patricio is literally one of the best keepers in the world, and I can't. I'm so excited to see him every single week. It is a pleasure. However, it is. It is Nathan. But but what what would you say about his kicking? Oh, it's dreadful. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so it's not just me then. No, he, he needs to be. He needs to kick better than that. You can't keep on kicking our place. So come on, mate. Um, right, Sam. Um, I assume this is in response to to one of your tweets. I haven't seen what he replied to, but I assume it was maybe you maybe mentioned. Rui Patricio banging the ball out um, a couple of times on Saturday. Tim Spears talking rubbish. Have you got this before? Have you got this, by the way, or not? No. Okay. Um, Sam says, Tim Spears talking rubbish again, I see. I only remember Patricio putting the ball straight out once yesterday, question mark. Didn't happen. Um, which is going to happen from time to time when you're distributing the ball from your to your wing-backs on the halfway line. Okay? Right. In response, reply to that, Philip Washington at Philippe Washing 2. He chats utter rubbish. Surprise at Tim Spears underscore star. Still has a job reporting on the Wolves for the Express and Star because he's as useless as a knitted condom. Nice. He's more, he's more than likely gobbing, 
gobbling down Judah's junk under the table instead oh of watching the game. Oh my god! Wow! Says Philip Washington. Uh, I tell you what, Philip, uh, top marks for originality. That's, uh, we haven't had that before. That useless as a knitted condom. Fair play. Junk. Yeah, junk. I'll send that to you. I'm sure you could put it out on one of your four questions. Saying that, you could just do a, a, a call out a montage of, of abuse this week. <laughs> I've got to put a book out, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the new book, Abuse of the Week. I tell you what, bestseller. That's going straight to the top of the Amazon charts. Um, um, so Matt, uh, pray, I um, uh, defended Matt Doherty after Leicester away. You remember he scored an own goal, Mr. Sitter. Yes. And he got loads of abuse, ridiculously. Yeah. So I just put a tweet out saying ridiculous. Defending him, basically. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous, so I stuck up for him. Uh, not been mentioned since he played well against Man City which nobody really said anything about it obviously yeah. uh, but I thought he responded really well against City anyway he's in the Ireland squad well done Matt hey. he's always he's always in it um, I'll try and stick out tweets for most players who get called up for international duty he loves Cyrus Christie <laughs> still waiting for uh, Portugal and Belgium and um, Mexico squads to be announced so yeah. I haven't tweeted about any any, any other call ups yes. Ireland Martin O'Neill named his squad nice and early how, how, how can you have got abuse from this? Sure. So I just uh, retweeted FA Ireland with yeah. their squad and said yeah. Matt Doherty is in this. Yeah. Alex Jones, want to lick his arse anymore, Tim? Wow. Wow. And EVRP underscore WFC, could he be any more obsessed? I'm surprised he hasn't written a love letter for Doherty yet. Incre- incredible, really. Absolute like, joke. I've warranted plenty of the abuse I've received. I've got to say, completely innocent on this occasion, Wolves correspondent tweets that player is in international squad <laughs> and gets <laughs> abused for it. And you wonder, you wonder why people walk away from the job. <laughs> uh, uh, any more from yourself? Yes, I have. I've got one uh, hot off the press today. It's been passed to me by... Uh, one of our one of our employees here. I say employees. Who? Someone who's very high, high, higher up than me and you. Um, I shall okay. not mention. Let's not mention the name. Okay. Um, hello. It says that's very nice. Nice start. Friendly start. Hello. I am disgusted as to how Timothy Spears and Nathan Jude present their podcasts and reports of wolves. They are childish, and the language they use at times is very unprofessional. The reporter who carries out the interviews with Steve Bull is far more suited to carrying out interviews. This is from Mrs. Hatfield. (laughs) Brilliant. Just another reflection, new paragraph, Tim Spears would benefit from attending a presentation course. He constantly touches his glasses and rubs his nose, which is a constant distraction. (laughs) Hope these issues are addressed as people all over the world look at these two reporters. Nicknames are embarrassing wolves. Tim Dim, Dumb and Dumber are the leading favourites. Regards. What? A, a bit of a weird ending. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. Good, good effort. I do touch my glasses quite a lot. They're they're, they're broken. They've been broken for two years, um, and they keep sliding down my nose. So I keep pushing them back up. But you, you know, don't like it, Tim. It's off putting. I'm and not you're get emails about it. <laughs> I'm not paid to be a presenter. I'll just stand there and talk about wolves. But 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 nice 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 for Luke Hatfield. You know, <laughs> yeah, no, no, praise of the week. Been sending him to to, to, to see bullies. So praise of the week for Luke Hatfield. So yeah. Right, the aforementioned mentioned this right at the top of the hour. Yeah. Uh, did a match report last night. Yes. Uh, pretty normal, I thought. Yeah, it was steady away. To be fair, well, not one of your best efforts, but you know. You, you haven't read it, so just shut up. <laughs> uh, I mentioned. Uh, I can't. 
I was trying to think what I've written. I haven't got abuse for it, but I definitely put a tweet out about 24, the TV programme. Yeah. Which maybe people didn't understand. Oh, it's a brilliant reference. Uh, anyone who's seen 24, it follows Jack Bauer for 24 hours and he saves the day at the end. Not, there's no spoilers there. Mm-hmm. Because there's eight series, it's pretty much the same every series. <laughs> uh, so, Leo Bonatini didn't score for 23 hours and 59 minutes, so I just compared him to Jack Bauer saving the day at the last minute. Yeah. Uh, I think that was about it. Everything else was pretty normal. Anyway, uh, Richie has got in touch, one of my biggest fans, on the Express and Star comments section underneath the match report. Right. I have to say, I followed the game through Sky and the Express and Star. Judah, I spelt your name wrong. Uh Uh-oh. J-U-D-H-A. Judah Spears, uh, brackets, Dumber and Dumber, Dumber and Dumber, are nothing more than two schoolboy journalists trying to invent a new language in football commentary. Uh A pair of numpties, they are. Uh Bonatini, a lot of focus is given... About, oh no, he's just talking about Bonatini. Um, uh, ye old Southbank forever replies, Dumb and Dumber says it all really, mate. Their puerile behaviour really is cringeworthy and embarrassing at times. Still, I've noticed over the years that Tim has one devoted fan on here, so I guess that's slightly comforting for him. I'm not sure yeah. what that means. Uh, and then replies, on and on it goes, Ollie, enter, enter, Ollie oh, the cat. Enter, enter. Enter Ollie the cat. But, again, one of my biggest fans. Perhaps the Express and Star should do a poll. Do Tim Spears and Nathan Judy's articles and videos meet the standards and expectations of Fosun, <laughs> Wolverhampton Wanderers, the Express and Star and the City of Wolverhampton? Now that the club and City are rubbing shoulders with the elite clubs of England, bearing in mind those articles and videos are available to fans worldwide in the digital age. They are, you joking? Capital letters, yes it? or no. The old Southbank forever replies to this. To this yes or no question, mm. do we meet the standards of Foson and Wolverhampton? A huge, gigantic, titanic, cosmological size, no. Just my vote, though. Nobody has to agree. Enter Ollie the Cat again. Richie, send an email complaining about Dumb and Dumber to the editor of the Express and Star via his PA. He then inserts the email address of the PA, <laughs> Keith's PA. If the editor receives lots of complaints, perhaps we will be rid of these two morons who bring the city of Wolverhampton, Wolverhampton Wanderers and the Express and Star into disrepute with their puerile moronic ramblings and idiotic videos. Their comments are being read by fans worldwide. They are making us a laughingstock. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my goodness. Incredible. That is incredible. Uh, a bit more from Ollie the Cat. All I want from the Express and Star is a match report that tells me what happened. Not filled with meaningless innuendo and ridiculous attempts to alter the meaning of words. Do you remember his filthy nonsense last season? Oh, I remember that nonsense. Or saying that what Neves did today was illegal in 48 states of America? I thought it was quite funny. <laughs> I remember writing that. I was quite proud of that one. Utter garbage. If you or anybody doesn't want to read my comments... Oh, no, he's going on and on. Uh, Unfortunately, if anyone wants to read about Wolverhampton Wanderers in the city's newspaper, we are unable to block Tim Spears. We're stuck with him. Oh, goodness me. (laughs) I mean, honestly, if we had a complexion, you know... Ollie the cat. Who is this guy? He keeps going. There's an old saying that form is temporary, but class is permanent. Tim Spears disproves this. Age-old theory. (laughs) His form is permanent. And his awfully embarrassing videos show he has no class. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. I mean, it's just beggar's belief. It's It's pretty funny, though. 
Oh, I mean, it's br- I mean, look, these are the ki- ki- type of comments that keep us in a job. It keeps us podcast going. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, I love it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. We're never going to please everybody. We know we don't make any um, excuses. This is the way we are. We're enjoying covering wolves. It's a fun time. Sport is fun. We enjoy doing it. It's a pleasure to do it. And if you can't have a bit of a bit of banter in the process, and I don't know why. Oh, these people are just absolute idiots, mate. I cannot stand them, to be honest. No one has ever, ever, ever said anything of this level to my face. Ever. Ever, ever. You know exactly where to find me, people. 51 to 53, Queen Street, Wolverhampton. Come and say it to my face. (laughs) (laughs) These are safe, honestly. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know what, what can I, I don't want to say. They're that. subhuman scum. They are. They o- are. Ollie the cat, I'm talking to you in particular. Subhuman scum. I of cannot stand earth. you. Of the earth. Have a look at yourself, mate. Come You're the one bloody commenting on the Express and Star website hundreds of times a day. What are you doing with your life? Keyboardwarrior.net. Goodness <laughs> me, go play Fortnite. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with that? <laughs> no, honestly, what you're probably sat around in your pants. Just yeah. making, just reading, 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 reading all of my articles and then yeah. commenting on things, saying this is rubbish, this is rubbish, this is rubbish. City of Wolverhampton should be ashamed of Tim Spears. Piss off! Oh, I can't stand it. Seems, Cannot stand it. it seems You're funny. an idiot. What have you done with your life? Go back to Babe Station daytime, mate. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Sad, sad, pathetic human being. Embarrassing. But yeah, come send an email in. Ollie the cat. Oh uh, dear. Right. Are we done? Are we done? It just makes me mad. He's put he's put the bloody Don't PA. Don't get mad. He's just a moron. No, he's put the PA's address on the website so that she's there besieged with emails. Yeah. Trying to start a bloody campaign to get oh. a journalist. The sack. Honestly, oh. just get a life, man. You're a disgusting individual. Uh, good, 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 good luck. I tell you what, I'll have a bet with you that we'll that we'll be there at West Ham on Saturday, and I tell you what, who's going to win? It'll be me. <laughs> Embarrassing. Honestly, Ollie the Cat, come and meet me at the Express and Star. Please, no, please do. I implore you. I'd love to speak to you face to face. Love to. I tell you what, Ollie, we'll get you on the podcast as well. Come on, podcast. <laughs> Let's do Abuse of the Week live. Yeah, yeah, I'd like that. I'm up for yeah, that. Absolutely. Maybe you can dress in your Ollie the Cat goalkeeping costume with your whiskers and all. <laughs> yeah, you bloody idiot. Ollie the Cat. Who yeah. calls himself a cat? Absolute dude. Imagine if I was called Tim the Dog. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine the abuse I'd get. Embarrassing. Okay, I'm done. He's probably lapping up his whiskers as we speak. <laughs> like uh. bloody George Galloway. I am the cat. <laughs> lapping away at a saucer of milk on his on his uh. hands and knees. Absolutely uh. pathetic. Come on, Ollie. Come on, Ollie. Let's be having your son. Tim, how would you like a three night stay in Prague, baby? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, Prague. We're switch, switching destinations this yeah, week. Yeah, we're switching destinations. We've gone from a seven night stay to Barcelona to a three night stay in Prague. We've, we've got a little bit of less budget this week. <laughs> All right, it's right words. We, we, we've halved it. We've halved oh, really? It. <laughs> no. Three night stay in Prague's decent, to be fair, no? Hotels, yeah, very, flights, very accommodation. Yeah. Oh, fancy it. Yeah, I'd love to you go. Might to, you might have to leave a good amount extradited at this rate compared to the abuse this week. <laughs> So, um, three nights, um, when I put this, this, this uh, podcast out, when Tim puts his podcast out, make sure you retweet, retweet any of it. As long as you're following the, the Express and Star Wolves poddy, you will be automatically entered into the draw. Me and Tim will be choosing two first goal scorers from this weekend's games. If you are the lucky man and the two goal scorers come in, then happy days. You are off to beautiful Prague for three nights. Two people for three nights. 
Ollie the Cat, retweet us. You might get a chance. <laughs> I mean, you know, I would I'd say you've got as good a chance as anyone, but you haven't. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. Right, OK, West Ham United against um, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Tim, can we have a first goal scorer, please? <sighs> I'll get Jimenez. Jimenez, Raul Jimenez to, to, to go 1-0 up. Um, and we're going to have another bet on... We're going to Sunday, so Jimenez has scored the first, so you could win a holiday on the Sunday. Watford against Tottenham, Tim. Watford against Tottenham at Watford. Difficult game. Watford started well. The, yeah. The got to go. Got, uh, yeah, got to go Harry Kane. Harry Kane. It's got to be Harry Kane. Harry Kane. So, Raul Jimenez, Harry Kane. Great chance of that happening. All you have to do is retweet either myself or Tim when we put this podcast out you'll automatically be entered into the draw right uh, emails we've got any emails for me Tim yeah okay. what are you laughing about uh, I was just trying to find a picture of Jules Galloway being a cat to oh, tweet, tweet out of the podcast this is a long podcast by the way people and like I say you can't have it in two parts Oh yeah, okay. I'll wrap we've, this got, up we've got quick. plenty to discuss, haven't we? Because we didn't have the, the Facebook Live on Monday. It's all it's all come across today. So I hope you're enjoying it. And if you're not, well, you know, go and listen to the Baggies broadcast that I recorded earlier. Uh, I'll wrap this up quickly then. Uh, Adam Hawker uh, tweeted yes. us very kindly to say, guess where I'm listening to the pod? Uh, he's in Canada at some kind of sports stadium, which I think you tweeted him back about. Oh yes, he is. He's at some kind of sports stadium. The Rogers Centre, Toronto Blue Jays, baby. Okay. Mm. Don't know what that means, but thanks very much to Adam. Okay, thank you, Adam. Yeah, emails. Great. Love that beautiful yeah. stadium there. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Tom Gosling uh, emails. Hi, hi guys, loving the podcast. Keep up the great work. Thanks very much. And uh, on good, honest journalism and classic dad jokes, he says <laughs> he's nailed us there. Uh, one question whilst watching Wolves on Sky Sports on Saturday was the two levels of electronic advertising boards flashing at me for ninety minutes of lovely football. Yeah. I mean, one level of flashing boards is so annoying and an unfortunate era of life we have to come to live with and the power of companies within modern football. But two levels flashing at you at different times is a joke, ugly, distracting and very un-Molyneux-like. Most of the stadiums I've seen on TV just have the one. Do you know why we have this at Molyneux this season and have you noticed anyone else doing this? Uh, I would say I know exactly why they've got it at Molyneux. For the money, mate. Loads of money. money. Uh, Yeah, it's annoying. (laughs) Really annoying. It is, but you know, if you want to sell that Bitcoin, then you know, get down to get, get down to Molyneux and you can find out where to go. Yeah, it's it's very annoying. There's nothing you can do about it really, um, unless it everybody. It is what it is. It's just part of the part of uh, a distasteful part of, part of modern football. I completely mm-hmm. agree with your point, sir. Uh, Tom Trubshaw is back. Oh, Trubbers. Two weeks ago, he sent us an email at two in the morning entitled Drunk Tra- Adama Traore Thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, very eloquently put, despite his um, intoxicating nature. Uh, he's an old school friend of his then emailed last week to say he was not in the least bit surprised that Tom Trubshaw had sent us a drunken email, which is quite funny. Uh, so Tom Trubshaw is back. Uh, Mr. Spiezo, Mr. Judah, hello. Mm. Apologies hello. for not replying sooner. I've been in Italy for the past week. Italia. First holiday for a while, so I've been trying to Try my best to switch off from the world. All right, Tom. Um, however, when I heard Simon's brilliant oh, and accurate no, reply... Said, I just sent that abuse that I read out to a different WhatsApp group. I'm trying to send it to you. Oh, no, how do you delete it? How do you delete it? Uh, just ho- highlight it and then press delete. Oh, Who have you sent it to? Uh, NFL fantasy group. <laughs> it doesn't oh. matter, does it? Well, it kind of does. Oh, crap. Oh, it's 
do it. How do you do it? That's just hold, hold and press and then press delete. Hold and press. It's not doing anything, man. All right, I'm going to carry on with this email. Okay, carry on. <laughs> um, Tom whenever whenever Simon's brilliant accurate reply, I had to make sure you knew I was alive and well. At school, Cy was a wealth of knowledge on wolves, like yourself, Tim. Thank you very much. So if Simon and you believe we will have a good year, then I believe. Uh, I have to admit, memory of my last email only started surfacing when I heard Tim's dulcet tones to, to read out said email. I hoped and prayed it was okay. Uh, to be honest, I quite liked it. Might do it again if I have any more random thoughts. So I love that. He sent a pissed email and he couldn't even remember it. <laughs> it's fantastic. That's, what, that's exactly what we want on this podcast. <laughs> I hope Judah gets through the game okay tonight. Uh, the restaurant uh, is after a London... Remember he works in a London restaurant? Yes. Uh, he says no need for a plug, but we'll do it anyway. Uh, the restaurant is called Andrew Edmonds. Oh, uh, nice. Let me know if you, you want a table in the future. It would well, be an honour to cook for both of you. We like that. I'm, I'm there at the weekend, Friday and Saturday night. I'm going to play a bit of poker, maybe before half, maybe a little bit of, um, a little bit of an early meal. Happy well, days. Tom's email address is here if you require it. Oh, I'm not going to read it out like Ollie the Cat to, uh, for everybody to send an email to. Uh, he sent us a picture of us uh, from sunning himself in Italy whilst listening to the podcast. Oh, Cheers, Trubsy. I should tweet Cheers, that out. Thank you very much. Legend, legend, son. Uh, a couple more quick emails. Uh, Gerald Gam- Geraldino Gambone Geraldino. from the Philippines, who's tweeted us a few times. Mm-hmm. He's moved from Davao City in the Philippines. I now live in Digos City, which is 30 miles away. Yeah. Uh, I'll send you some photos, but ever since I've emigrated, I never take my mobile phone with me. Uh, keep up the good work, lads. I've not forgotten the bottle of Filipino rum when I return on holidays. Promised us a bottle of rum, if you remember, from a few weeks ago or oh, last yeah, season. Thanks very much, Geraldinho. Geraldinho. Uh, finally, Matty Eagle has sent a good question today, only one hour ago. Hi, Nathan and Tim. Regular listener, first-time emailer. Uh, believe we signed... Before we signed Trail Ray, I told a load of people he'll be worth £100 million one day. One hundred million pounds. So it got me thinking, how much do you think Neves, Jota and Traore, our three biggest assets in his opinion, will be worth in three years' time? Keep up the good work. Matt Eagle, soaring Leica. What do you think, Nathan? Neves, Jota, Traore worth in three years' time? Oh, goodness me. We've we've, we've said Traore, £45 that came up earlier, didn't it? In three years' time, in three years' time, combined. Uh, no, do them individually. Okay, I'm going to say trial rate in three years' time, with a little bit of inflation as well added in there. I'm going to say it'll be worth close to forty-four million pounds. Okay. I think Diogo Jota will be worth thirty-seven million pounds, and I think Ruben Neves will be north of 50 in three years' time. Probably. Ruben Nevsh could be worth, in three years' time, if he gets a big move, and let's hope he stays at Wolves, but if he gets a big move, let's say he gets a big move in the season, kills the Premier League, he could be worth, with his age, £75 million. Pounds. I think more than that. Do you? I think if he goes to Man City next summer, yeah. it won't be for less than £40 million. No, no chance. And then if he does well at Man City, uh, that's yeah. it, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, that's um, it. One of the, you're in your top, top, top people in the world, and let's be honest. Especially uh, with the way the market's soaring year after mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Pogba deal looks cheap now, doesn't it? Um, I don't know. He's not, 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 not playing the best. No, but if he was playing extremely well and Man United bought him now, it'd be for a lot more money. Yeah. It's because the market's just gone. It's just gone 
bat nuts crazy. Yeah, it has, yeah. So, I, I'd, that's, I'd, that's why it's so good that they've got them on long term contracts, all these young players. They're in such a great position. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd agree with what you said, uh, but never is a bit more for me. But yeah, good question, Matty Eagle. Really good question. Thank you very much, Matty Boa. Anyone else? Anyone else? No, that's Anyone it. Thanks, everybody. How did you, how did you do in fancy this week, Timmy? Uh, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, soared from 400th to 300th, I think. Oh, <laughs> Excellent, mate. We, we, can't, we can't be finishing 300th and, and going to Costa because it's not going to be seven people in a nice coffee morning again, is it? Oh, actually, no. The uh, I haven't checked I mean, it since, no. since Man United uh, played Spurs and I've gone back down to 450th. 450th? I've got I've gone up in two leagues, but I've gone down in the podcast league. Yeah, it's this tough competition, too tough for me. Um, I'm a hundredth in it. Um, wow. wow! And you've had a good start as well. I had a, I had a decent day, but uh, I had Richarlison who got me sent got, got me sending off, which wasn't great. Um, but I mean, with thousand people in it this year, it's not like two hundred from last year. Thousand people, it's going to be difficult. But I need you to I need you to begin. I need you to go on one of those runs that you did at the back end of the season where you were superb for ten weeks. Okay, I, I'm, my wild card's incoming, so um, yeah, that'll Stop. sort me out. I, I think that's nothing. You play wild card now, right? Oh my goodness, this is a hell of a podcast. This is an absolute feature-length one. And uh, let's go to West Ham United. It's the Olympic Stadium, Tim. You've been looking forward to this one, as have the Wolves fans, the legendary Wolves fans. Uh, new ground for plenty of you. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Uh, West Ham rock bottom of the Premier League and um, a chance to, to carry on the good work uh, from last weekend. Very good chance. They'll, they'll see it as one uh, pinpoint that they can win. The big thing for me in this game is the first goal. If West Ham score, then... They, there's a chance that they could take charge of the game. Uh, they'll probably sit back on their league because they'll be desperate for a win. If Wolves score first, A, that's what they do best. Mm-hmm. We've referenced it before. Um, took the lead in 33 games last year, won 30 of them, drew three. Yeah. They're yet to lose under Nuno after scoring first in any competition. Wow, wow. And then this season we saw uh, conceded first against Everton, conceded first against Leicester, and then scored first against Man City and looked far better for it. First goal, all important, but even more so at this stadium, this toxic stadium yep. where the fans are ready mm-hmm. and willing to turn, ready happy to, to turn. They're ready to go. They are, and uh, uh, we saw it a lot last year. And after three successive defeats, I know they won in the League Cup in the in Madrid, but after three successive league, league defeats, if they're losing at home to Wolves, and we know how good Wolves are, but they don't, no, the West Ham fans, and they'll just see Wolves as a newly promoted club that West Ham should be beating because West Ham are great and all that. Blowing bubbles. <laughs> so they will turn. We saw how toxic it was last year, pitch invasions, the rest of it. First goal, so important. If Wolves start like they started at Leicester, mm-hmm. but add some end product into that and race into a two or three goal lead, that they could hand out a really emphatic defeat on West Ham. I'm convinced of that. They've got the quality to do that. But West Ham should not be underestimated. If they get the first goal, lots of confidence will come flooding back, I'm sure, and they'll be desperate to get three points for the international break. So um, really looking forward to it. Looking forward to the stadium. Not been there before. I went to the Olympics, but um, not been there before. Yeah, uh, and my warning to fans, I would set off... Well, I mean, obviously, we know of the traffic problems, but give yourself plenty of time because when you get... you know. The, there's no decent route really. You get to the tube station, you get to the shopping mall. I think it's the Westfield or whatever it is. But it's a good walk to the stadium because you've got to go across two two bridges to even get to the stadium. There's a lot of security checks. You're right on the other end. You need to give yourself at least an extra half an hour, 45 minutes than you would normally do because it is a bit of a nightmare. 
Just uh, while we're talking about fantasy, I started to click towards the bottom end of the league table. It's taken a while to get there. Mm. But pulling up, uh, bringing up the rear, yes. uh, deserves a name check for his 29-point haul this week. Yes. Sat not so pretty in 998th. Wow. It's Will's round. It's Will's round. Daniel Weaver. He got 29 points this week. Kane got 10 of them. Uh, he's got a back four of Begovic, one point. Cedric, one point. Fosu Mensah, one point. And Schlupp, one point. He's got Richarlison as well. He's left 15 points on the bench in Lucas Moura. Uh, six from Bennett as well from Everton. Wow. Is that Cardiff, sorry. Um, he's left 21 plus four. He's left 25 points on the bench. And he's 998 and last. Uh, Taron Damarit is the one who's leading. Um, he got a very impressive 77 points this week. He had uh, Nathan Robertson for 9, Alonso for 11, uh, Mora for 15, Salah captain for 16, Mitrovic for 16, and um, still, still had Richarlison um, sent off for him. So he is doing very, very well. I can't believe how long this podcast is. Anyone who sat through it, I salute you. I salute you. I tell you, I tell you who hasn't sat through it. Tom the cat, <laughs> Ollie the cat. Oh, him as well. Um, <laughs> um, just, I, just saying, West Ham. I think they'll be uh, unchanged. Do you think? Really? Do you think? I don't. What about Anatovic? What's the latest on Anatovic? No, Wolves will be unchanged. Oh, Wolves will be unchanged. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and if there is one change, I assume Triore, but like no, I think Costa's earned his place from Man City, and uh, Dendonka's not ready yet, so I don't don't see any changes. And same way to approach the game as you did against Manchester City? Or, as you did against Leicester, I think. That's the one. Leicester, you're hit, yeah. hitting them on the break in big numbers. You're going from the off and trying to get that first goal. And hitting the back of the net. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, Timothy. It's, it's West Ham United. It's the Wolverhampton Wanderers. It's three o'clock. It's at the Olympic Stadium. Can we have a prediction, please? Uh, West Ham one. Yes. Wolves four. What? Are you drunk on fumes? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I just think. I think they're going to hand out. A, 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 all the ingredients are there for something like this to happen. Okay. So it could happen. Wowzer! Wowzer! That could I look mean, really silly next week, but I, I don't care. Who cares? That's a, st- it's a steady day for Pellegrini if that happens. I tell you what, <laughs> it won't be. It won't, it won't be in charge the following week. I guarantee you that. Um. I think there's going to be goals and I think it's going to be a cracking game. I'm going to say West Ham 2, Wolves 2. I think it's going to be a, a draw and then they'll, they'll get get back to Fortress Molyneux, Burnley and Southampton, bish bash bosh. 2-2 two, two draw for me. 4-1, Tim has gone. Um, it's been a pleasure. I think this is the longest ever podcast we've done, Tim. Yeah, One it hour, is. 22 minutes. Um, sorry. So sorry, sorry to many of you. Um, you're welcome to a few. And uh, we shall see you on Saturday from Timothy Spears, the abused Timothy Spears and myself. Have a great weekend. Come and say hello at the Olympic Stadium, unless your name is Ollie. Take care. Bye-bye.